This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, December 11th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. House to tackle ag labor. Final USMCA vote must wait despite Pelosi deal. Farm antibiotic sales rise. The House is set to debate a farm labor bill today. The House is taking up a broad ag labor bill that would make the first major reforms to the H-2A visa program since it was created more than three decades ago. However, the White House isn't backing the Farm Workforce Modernization Act, and Republicans are under pressure to vote against the legislation. The top Republican of the House Judiciary Committee, Doug Collins, tells AgriPulse that some of the bill's GOP co-sponsors may not even vote for the Farm Workforce Modernization Act. Collins, a Georgia Republican, has called the legislation a massive amnesty bill because of provisions that would legalize existing farm workers. But he says there are other problems, including a provision opposed by the American Farm Bureau Federation that would allow H-2A workers to bring claims against employers. A pressure point, former House Ag Chairman Frank Lucas of Oklahoma says he has been leaning in support of the bill, but he's hearing from constituents who say it's unfair to fix agriculture labor issues without addressing other sectors. Lucas said if you can't put the whole package together, it's hard sometimes to move even an important piece. The House Rules Committee defeated a GOP motion last night to allow the full House to debate amendments to the bill. I think opening up an immigration-related bill in this current climate is a recipe for some not-so-nice discussion, said Rules Chair Jim McGovern of Massachusetts. The Senate won't vote on USMCA until 2020. The House is expected to vote on the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement next week before Congress recesses for the holidays. But the Senate won't take up the implementing bill before January. We will not be doing USMCA in the Senate between now and the end of next week, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell said yesterday after Democrats announced they had reached a deal on the trade pact. That will have to come up in all likelihood right after the impeachment trial is finished in the Senate. U.S. ag groups, lawmakers, and Trump administration officials were hoping to see the final votes before the end of the year. While I am very encouraged by today's breakthrough, we must not lose sight. The House and Senate need to work diligently to pass USMCA by Christmas. That Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue before McConnell's comments. Keep in mind, House Democrats want to end the year with a big legislative achievement, not impeachment. So the impeachment debate could be scheduled before the USMCA vote or possibly a year-end spending deal. We want to leave a positive message. House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer told reporters yesterday, we are not happy about this impeachment. We are doing this because we feel compelled to do it. Extenders in play in budget talks. Congressional leaders continue to express optimism that they can finalize the fiscal 2020 spending legislation before the Christmas break. McConnell expressed optimism that there would be no need for another stopgap funding bill, either when the latest one expires next Friday. There's a decent chance we could finish the FY20 funding legislation next week, he said. Ahead of a meeting Tuesday with Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said flatly that there won't be a repeat of the government shutdown that occurred a year ago. 
keep in mind, still up in the air is whether the deal will receive expired tax incentives, including the dollar-a-gallon tax credit for biodiesel. Senate Finance Chairman Chuck Grassley of Iowa expressed frustration that negotiations on the tax extenders had not made progress over the weekend. Top economist warns of oversupply. Dan Bossi, an ag economist and president of Ag Resource, told members of the American Seed Trade Association in Chicago yesterday that he isn't worried about feeding 9 billion people by 2050. Bossi said the real challenge in the next 10 years will be trying to find the demand to get rid of the supply that we have. China's pledge to buy 40 to $50 billion a year in the U.S. farm commodities could help solve the oversupply problem. But there are still many unknowns, he said. For more on USMCA and Bossie's ASTA briefing, plus a look at how Democratic presidential candidates are talking about ag policy in Iowa, be sure and read this week's AgriPulse newsletter today. Farm antibiotic usage up in 2018. Sales of antibiotics for livestock and poultry rose 9% last year, but usage levels are still down sharply from those seen before the industry stopped selling antibiotics for growth promotion and the FDA started requiring veterinarian oversight of the drugs, that according to the agency. There were sharp differences in usage between species. Sales for swine production were up 17% in 2018, and sales for cattle increased 9%, but sales for chickens were down 17%. Overall, sales of farm antibiotics were down 38% last year from the peak year of 2015 and down 21% from 2009, the first year for which the data is available. Major Brands Join Cotton Sustainability Initiative A major brand name and two environmental groups are going to be advising the U.S. cotton industry on its new sustainability initiative. Representatives of Levi Strauss and the British retailing giant Tesco have been named to the board of the Cotton Trust Protocol. Also taking seats on the board are representatives of the Environmental Defense Fund and the World Wildlife Fund. The voluntary program, which is still in the pilot stage, is designed to help achieve six goals by 2025, including a 39% decrease in greenhouse gas emissions and an 18% increase in irrigation efficiency. Some 38 major brands and retailers, including H&M, IKEA, Target, Gap, and Walmart, have pledged to source 100% sustainable cotton by 2025. Johnson stepping down from NFU. Roger Johnson has made it official that he's retiring as president of the National Farmers Union after a decade at the organization's helm. He'll depart after the NFU's national convention in March. Johnson, a former state agriculture commissioner in North Dakota, took over at NFU in 2009 during a contentious congressional debate over climate change and the Obama administration's cap-and-trade plan. By the way, the populist NFU has often diverged on policy issues from the larger and more conservative American Farm Bureau Federation. But Johnson has joined his AFBF counterpart, Zippy Duvall, in addressing the opioid crisis in rural America, as well as farmer stress. Today, NFU, AFBF, the Farm Credit Council, and Michigan State University Extension will announce a new program to train individuals who work with farmers and ranchers to recognize signs of stress 
and connect them with professional help. Here's today's He Said It. When you're explaining, you're losing. That represented Bill Passrell of New Jersey on why Trump will get credit for USMCA, not Democrats, even though Dems will argue they improved the agreement by insisting on changes. Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, December 11th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Gallagher.